We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. Thank you for joining myself, Jeff Daly, and my good friend. Ashley Marie Gorbulja. Ashley Marie Gorbulja. And today- What's, what's you saying in that tone? Yes, I do. <laughs> and we are still here at Post 180, we are? which I did a little story and I walked around the, the property. It's very green, it's very lovely. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's outdoor space, there's indoor space. I mean, this is, this is nice. It, I think it's pretty nice. So the post building is uh, nestled, it's a two-story building nestled in our beautiful little residential area. We've got uh, a few acres of property. I don't know if you notice some of the critters that are outside. So from foxes to very adventurous deer and doe that roam around. Um, we have a beautiful picnic area. We've got, what we're sitting in right now is Patriot Hall. Downstairs, we have the club. We also have a, a tiki bar. What? Yeah, I think he missed, you must have missed that. I must have missed Tiki Ooh, Bar. Like I kind of want to go. It's a cute little, like, sneaky little spot that we transformed. I kind of want to go right now. But we right have, meow? Yeah, we have work. Right meow, but we got to work. We got we to do work to do. We got work to do. I work let's, to do. Let's do it so we can get to Tiki Bar. All right. You sure? You're, okay, all right. Okay, all right, moving on. Okay, so we're going to just roll right into it. So topic number one. So if you're not aware, the National Convention is upon us. So career events are set for August 25th in conjunction with the National Convention per the American Legion. The American Legion? At Legion.org? At Legion.org. What? The one and only. So registration is open for a career event taking place in conjunction at National Convention. And where, Mr. Daly? In Milwaukee. Wisconsin. Don't you know? Well, that's Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. Well, curds and beer, curds and beer all day. Curds and beer. Yes. We'll be there all day, every day. So the American Legion and Hiring Heroes, a program of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, are partnering to host this event or host the career event on August 25th in support of veterans, transition service members, military spouses, and military caregivers. The event will take place from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. August 25th at the Hilton Milwaukee City Center, 509 West Wisconsin Ave, Milwaukee. All right. Yeah, so the event aims to prepare you know, military community members for the next step in their careers, as many of us are, are often well too familiar with. So whether there's uh, gonna be military connected or connect you with military ready companies actively hiring for positions across various industries locally and nationwide. So from 9 a.m. to noon, the career workshops will be be presented by the American Legion help attendees, whether it's gaining budget, emergency preparedness, long-term investing knowledge, recognizing how to communicate to military expertise in job applications and interviews, adapting resume and LinkedIn profiles to get noticed by employers, and again, just learning how to get assistance on your VA claims and how all of that will help you be incredibly successful in your transition, or taking those resources back from the national convention to your local posts and at your state level to organize and implement these types of career and hiring events in your communities. So a lot of tools to be taken and uh, I hope to see everyone there. 
You can see the link to do that uh, in the show notes mm -hmm. on how to register. I do want to say I love the direction that the American Legion is going. Uh, I've, I've often talked about and with with appealing to the younger the younger set. Uh, it's not our training has typically been purely Legion focused, but mm -hmm. professional and per, personal development is is really key as as people transition out and they want to survive mm -hmm. in the civilian world. So I'm glad that the American Legion is taking a lead stance on that. But today, today, we have another guest. Today we'll be joined by Kevin W. Hertel. Kevin is a member of the Glenwood Landing Post 336 in Glenhead, New York. He's an Air Force veteran who served with the 309th Fighter Squadron, and he's a founder and president of the Veterans Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Flag Corporation, which he started after he created the SAR flag. We'll be right back with Kevin and learn more about his inspiration to create this flag and start this movement right after the break. Raising money for your American Legion programs has never been so easy. Terry Lynn Fundraising offers customized fundraising programs, dedicated support, discounts and incentives, and premium products for your members to sell. We're talking delicious nuts, confections, and snack mixes that will keep your supporters coming back for more. You can see how simple and effective Terry Lynn can be to use for your next fundraiser when you request a free tasting sample at terrylynn.com al. Check it out and get ready to have the most successful fundraiser yet. Visit terrylynn.com al. Well, we are back at the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. We are here with a rare find. He just might be the hardest working man to ever come out of the Air Force. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the Tango Alpha Lima experience. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're, we already talked about you a little bit. So we know things. And because we know things, we have questions. And Ashley usually starts out the questions. She's the mean one. And then I'm the nice one that you want to have over for dinner. And I will send you my preferences later. All right, Ashley, go ahead. I didn't realize this was a good cop, bad cop situation, but now I know the parameters. So thanks for giving me my left and right limits today, Jeff. <laughs> so I just want to say welcome to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast, Kevin. We're super excited to have you on. Um, as Jeff said, I usually kick off questions and I really enjoy asking all the questions and Jeff gives me a hard time every time. So what I'd like to do and start off is tell us a little bit about your service and how it's um, all kind of come up to this point, right? Because we're going to read, we, we will have read your bio already. So Tell us about your time in service and its direct impact on you. Well, I joined the Air Force. I come from a family uh, who was Army and Army Air Corps, Air Force, and then Army. And so I was originally going to join the Army, but my grandfather stopped me on the way to the recruiter and said, do you want to sleep in a tent or a hotel? And I said, there's a difference. And he said, yeah, go Air Force, sleep in a hotel. So I joined the Air Force and then I became an F-16 crew chief. It was a tough job, but uh, I served after 9-11. And uh, if anybody who was alive during that time, you know, everything changed. But uh, the impact that it had on my life, I had a very humble beginning. So uh, most of the people that I grew up with, they got in trouble or they actually passed away. And, and that was part of the course for my neighborhood. So it was a way out of my neighborhood. 
and it really changed my life for the better in every aspect. Outstanding. So part of your family, you're, you're, you have a cousin, uh, Robert Dean, also joined the Air Force. Tell us about Robert's story. Well, my cousin Katie is actually my cousin by blood, and Robert was her high school sweetheart, and um, they got married, and I actually didn't know Robert, and uh, I'm not very close with that side of the family, and I felt like, yes, he's an Air Force uh, veteran, and he's in the Air Force. I'll get to know him. That'll be my end with the family, and we'll, we'll get, because I love family. I love everything about family and doing family things. I have a family now. I'm very involved, and so um, in 2016, Robert died by suicide. And so I just felt like that family connection was lost and I felt it was heartbreaking. And my father's a suicide survivor. So we had a little bit of experience with that in my family. And so my dad actually went to his funeral. I, I couldn't make it. And that's at that time when I learned about the 22 a day. And that started me on this endeavor that I'm currently on now with the Veteran Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Flag Corporation. And I created this symbol called the SAR flag or suicide awareness and remembrance flag. Very cool. Ashley. Oh, I guess I'm question two. Yeah. We, we swip, we, we swap. So, uh, so Robert's death, like that opened your eyes to the epidemic of military and veteran suicide. Where, where did that lead you? Well, one of the things, with Robert's death is I started researching everything because I wasn't aware of the 22 a day and I felt heartbreaking and ashamed that as a veteran, I didn't know what was going on in the veteran and military community. But when I got out of the Air Force in 2003, I kind of was, you know, just doing my own thing and I wasn't really around any veterans or military, but that kind of thrust me back into it. And also as a side note, a year later, what, what a lot of people don't know, unless they've been directly impacted by this, um, by suicide is, that when someone dies by suicide in your family, the immediate family members automatically have ideations. And so a year later, almost to the day, my blood cousin, Katie's brother, Clay, who is a civilian, he also died by suicide. And so our family has been dealing with this and it's been really rough, but when Robert died, that's when I really started diving into finding out why this is affecting veterans and military so much. I basically spent hours daily, weekly, monthly, and turned into years of just reading everything I could get my hands on. It started with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I would go to their website and learn a lot. Uh, I went to the VA to learn and, and research numbers and, and other organizations. Vets uh, for Warriors is out of Jersey. They do a lot of great things. Uh, Stop Soldier Suicide. Basically reading anything I could get my hands on about suicide and veteran suicide specifically. All right, Ashley, you got a follow up? So I really want to dive into the flag that you've made. Um, you know, it's obviously you've spent a long time designing the symbol for suicide awareness and remembrance flag. And given the story that you've you've given us, I'm I'm curious to know what that process was and um, how that continuation of really normalizing what otherwise is a taboo subject of mental health among veterans active duty um, to continue to allow them to seek out the care they need without judgment. Well, when, in my research, I found um, there are nonprofits across the country doing God's work to work on prevention and awareness, postvention and intervention. 
And unless you've lost someone to suicide or know someone, you never heard of them. Uh, and, and despite the fact that they're there, the suicide persists. Uh, there is a, an 800 hotline when veterans and military are in crisis, but the suicide persists. There are awareness rucks, marches, hikes. There are outreach uh, campaigns, you know, to phone uh, buddy checks and, and all of this. And the suicide persists. And I kept thinking, why is that when there's so many organizations, nonprofits and people trying to combat this epidemic and end veteran suicide? And then I started thinking about my own experience with mental health. And I remember I was serving uh, after 9-11 and we were working a lot. And the images from 9-11, the ones that specifically bothered me the most is when I stopped watching the TV is when people were jumping from the buildings. And I remember I felt like I was going to throw up because these are American civilians and they didn't deserve that. And I just felt sick. And it started really affecting me mentally. And we were working a lot. We were working 14, 16 hour days uh, or more six, seven days a week to try and my, where I was at, just as a side note, it was at an air education training command. We were the last stage of training for pilots and crew chiefs on the F-16. So um, our op tempo was way up so we could get people trained to go out and enforce no fly zones in Afghanistan and later Iraq. And so anyway, it started to affect me mentally. And I remember thinking, um, I felt like uh, there was one night, I felt like I was having a heart attack or something. I called flight medicine and I said, you know, I think I'm having a heart attack. I don't know what's going on. They said, you know, tell me your symptoms. And I told them and they said, oh, you're having a panic attack. Suck it up and get back to work. And I was like, what is a panic attack? And what, like, I thought I was going to die. And that's what they told me, just get back to work. And that's how, from a lot of people, from my experience, from a lot of others had similar experiences. And so that's when I thought about the stigma that's associated with mental health. It starts through our training. Like we all in every branch, like in the Air Force, it was called self-aid buddy care. We learned how to different types of bleeding, how to tourniquet, how to, you know, et cetera. But when it came to mental health, we got, and when I get closer to getting out, it got, you know, there was more, it was addressed more, but it was just like a briefing and you sign a thing that you, uh, whatever, a checklist that said you had a, your annual briefing, which is not enough. And so I thought about how can I work on this mindset that we have in our warrior culture? How can I take away the stigma from it. And so I started thinking about it. And I think we need a symbol that will unite us, that will unite all the nonprofits. We need to change the perception of how we look at mental health and how we look at those who died by mental health. Because my family included, when you die, especially, well, I don't want to single anybody out, but when you die, when a veteran or military member dies by suicide, because they didn't die in combat, it's automatically perceived as, uh, you know, like they failed or the weak, or it takes away from their service. And they distinguish themselves through their service. I think it's less than half of 1% currently serve in the United States. These veterans and military have distinguished themselves. And when they are affected mentally, which leads to a crisis, which leads to a loss of life, it shouldn't be stigmatized. So anyway, I came to this, right? I, I researched every symbol I could get my hands on it. There, was, there are some flags out there that currently exist, but I didn't think, um, I, I just didn't think that they were doing what they were supposed to be doing as far as the military and veterans. It was more, it was different. And so I, I kept coming back to the POW flag because of its timeless look and, and the story of it and how it started with a, a POW wife and how she went to an ad agency in Florida. And I think it was a World War II veteran designed the POW flag and he incorporated the image of his son. And I kept coming back to that. And I kept coming back to the gold star family to hit the gold star flag rather and the history of it and what it meant to the families. And so out of respect for those images, 
I incorporated the gold star into the SAR flag design and the veteran faces left on the SAR flag to pay homage to the POW flag, which faces right and kind of joins those two together. And I had some recent uh, questions about the imagery and, and uh, they were saying, oh, you know, maybe that's too close to the POW flag. And I disagree because if you look at the history of symbolism or seals, like if you look at the Air Force seal, the Navy, Marines all have the bald eagle, the president seal, bald eagle. And so in the military, there's a lot of shared imagery, but I did draw the symbol by hand and it's totally original and we copyrighted it at the Library of Congress. And the reason why I put a copyright on it is because if and when it generates any income, I wanna take that money and give it back to the families who are affected by suicide and loss and try and work on everything from prevention or scholarships or we just have a lot of ideas. But sorry for the long, long answer. No, no it's very thorough, very yeah. thorough. And I would not look at your flag and mistake it for the POWMA. I don't know what people are thinking. But uh, so the creation of the SR, SAR flag uh, led to the establishment of the Veterans Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Flag Corporation. Yes. Uh, did I say all that right? Yes, sir. Thank you. That's a lot of words. For I, know. I know. I know. And it's actually in a font and not written in crayon. Yeah. Um, what is your organization's mission and, and your immediate goals? And, well, let me just start back. Uh, when I created this flag, I had no idea where this was going to take me. I thought that I, I spent all of a year creating this flag. I, I would set it down, pick it back up. I looked at every image I could get my hands on, and it took me a long time to get all of the uh, the meaning and, and symbol, the meaning of the symbols in there. Um, but when I created it, I thought I would just get it out there and it would just grow wings. And, you know, we try and remember those lost and and to be a tangible symbol of hope for those who are there. And I thought it would just go from there, but that wasn't the case. And so I wanted to work with um, like the American Legion or the VFW or government and, and try and get some laws passed and have this officially recognized similar to the POW flag. Um, but no one would work with me until we became a nonprofit. So I spent a long time working to become a 501c3, which uh, in New York, especially we're under tremendous scrutiny because uh, there are two organizations who are, have a lot of fraud and that's veterans and cancer. And so we had to jump through a lot of hoops to get to 501c3, but I'm glad to say that we finally got it. But um, no, tell me the question again. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just, no, but the organization, the. Oh, our mission. Yes. Yeah. So our, our primary mission is to change the perception of mental health and suicide to work on suicide prevention itself for veterans and military to break the stigma associated with mental health and suicide so people can get treatment because of, according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, most, if not all, of these suicides are preventable. And when you hear that, when I heard that, how heartbreaking is that? We could save our brothers and sisters. Why, why do they have to be dying? Why, why, you know, I recently read something about uh, people working out. I didn't know this. A lot of people won't go to the gym because they're ashamed that they don't know how to operate their machinery. That keeps them from going to work out. Now imagine the stigma associated with mental health. You feel weak, you feel whatever you feel, and that would prevent you from getting the treatment that you need. And that leads to a crisis and then leads to death and it's preventable. So it's our mission is to break the stigma of mental health so we can talk about it like we're going to the dentist or the doctor or the car wash or wherever. It's not a big deal. And I myself have suffered from 
mental health issues, especially after COVID. And I, and I think now with COVID, people see more than ever within our history that simple isolation can affect your mental health and well-being. And that can lead to some dark times. But that's our mission is to break the, the stigma of mental health and suicide to allow those who are struggling to get the help they need to prevent veteran and military suicide and to honor those lost and forever remember them in this symbol. I can't tell you how many I've corresponded with mothers who've lost sons, fathers who've lost daughters, and I didn't anticipate the effect that it was going to have on me hearing about all this loss and learning about these people who lived just like you and me. And it, it's really tough. But now we have this symbol. And before, when they died by suicide, they were being ignored and forgotten by our country because of the way in which they died, which is terrible. So with this flag, we can change the perception of how we look at those who died. And I believe we have to go back and honor their service, not honor the act, but honor their service with this symbol and forever remember them so their families can have closure and so we can respect them as we mourn with them. Can you imagine if somebody died in combat and they came back without the protocol of the American flag in the coffin, if we just brought them back and like put them on a boat or something? It's, mm -hmm. it's not right. And, and these veterans and military deserve better. And when they see how we treat them, I think it'll have a ripple effect and, and that's, that's our primary goal anyways, to break the stigma. All right. Before I, before I send it back to Ashley, I wanted to bring up something you brought up before we started recording uh, about the image of the flag and, and at different places around the country and what that might mean to a veteran struggling. So I recently had a buddy of mine who I served with in the Air Force and I recently reconnected with him and he's now uh, our regional representative. I have to add him to the website, but he's in Chicago. And I didn't know because he was too proud to reach out to me for help, but he was struggling with opioid addiction, mental health issues. His dad actually died by suicide. Um, and so he was struggling. And I told him what I was working on and I sent him one of these flags and he was just taken aback. And he said, I wish the, the doctor's office where I went at in the VA had this flag because I would have known it was a safe place where I could get treatment without, um, being dismissed or whatever. And, and so the way I want to get this flag, I want to unite all the nonprofits across the country that are doing God's work to save our veterans and military. And the way we're, when we were on active duty and we saw that red cross with the white symbol, with the white background, if we were hurt, we knew we could get medical treatment there. We knew no, when we got there, no one was going to say, oh, your arm's broken, suck it up. It's not a big deal. Put in a sling and get back to work. No. When you see the SAR flag in the VA office or in the doctor's office or at a nonprofit organization, you'll know that it's a place where you can talk about mental health and not be stigmatized or dismissed or looked down on. Awesome. And uh, Ashley, I'm going to get to you in a second. I just want to say uh, one of your examples about going to the gym, because I'm not currently going to the gym. It's not because I don't know how to use the equipment. I'm embarrassed of the COVID rule that shows in the clothes that I wore before COVID. So uh, you have to be in shape before you go to the gym, yeah. apparently. Um, all right, Ashley, finish this up. So Kevin, I just wanted to say, um, I, I think this is wonderful. I enjoy the tremendous amount of time and effort that you've put into this initiative and the deep symbolism. And I wanted to give you kudos because I saw that the the state of um, the state of New York, as well as the federal government, um, you assisted working on 
the September 22nd Veteran Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Day. So I just wanted to say thank you for that and all of your work with your team. Thank you. If I just, I want to touch on that. So we have coalition legislation in New York and New Jersey right now. And our, our ultimate goal is to have it federally recognized, but we want to have this uh, SAR flag officially recognized similar to the POW flag and get it above the White House, the Capitol and all federal buildings as we raise our continued awareness. Because every day we lose over 20 veterans in military. And I can't tell you how many people I talk to and they think, oh, I thought that was something that happened in 2018 or 2017. Yeah. No, it happens every day. And in one year, we'll lose more to suicide than all of the casualties from Iraq and Afghanistan combined going back to 2001. That's not right. And the other thing uh, with having this above the White House and federal buildings and the post office, people will look at it and say, what is that? Let's talk about it. And that's one of the ways we break the stigma is just simply by talking about it. And by comparison, just so people know, uh, POW flag since World War II, uh, the POW MIA, there's roughly 82,000 lost. And uh, just since 9-11, we've lost over 130,000 to suicide. So there's no reason why we can't get this federally recognized. And the, and the other reason, um, the other thing is we want to have an annual observance of September 22nd as Veterans Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Day. And on that day, we can forever remember those veterans who served. We can honor and respect their families. And we can raise our continued awareness as we bring this into the public consciousness. Because this subject, for whatever reason, People don't want to talk about it. They'll just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do something. And then that, it makes them uncomfortable. And it shouldn't be like that. It's a mental health ailment that with treatment, you can lead a normal life. It's not a big deal. You know, and it shouldn't be. And so we need support and we need help. And I'm so glad. And thank you for everything. And, and we couldn't do it without the supporters. The SAR flag is now in 33 states. And we're on our mission to, you know, to get to Congress. But we need help. We need support. We also need the American Legion. Uh, to introduce a resolution to officially adopt the SAR flag and to officially recognize September 22nd as Veteran Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Day. And we're working on it. We have a lot of flags over, over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we, we had so many from around the country, Florida, Michigan. Um, I could just keep going to people that were sending the flag in. And, and I can't tell you how great it was to see it up there with the American flag, the POW flag and the SAR flag because people need to see that. We need to talk about this. And the more we talk about it, the more we can take away from the power that it has over us and people can get the help they need. I do, I do see that, that uh, Legion cap on your head and uh, resolutions are a big part of what drives uh, the, the, the progress and the direction of the American Legion. So uh, we, we can put a plea out there to our alphas, the, the listeners who join us in, in mission-oriented activities, and let's get some resolutions start heading up the chain so that we can make our desire to, to help this get out there. Um, and speaking of which, what else can we do uh, as well, American Legion members, including how do we find this flag? If you go to S-A-R-F-L-A-G, S-A-R-Flag.org, you can get a flag there and get it for your legion. And if you email us, uh, we'll send you a, we already have a drafted resolution for the American Legion to officially recognize the flag and officially observe the day. And so um, we'll send that to you and you can just present it. We've had two legions do it so far, one in Manhattan and one at my post, 336. 
And we did a, an official flag raising uh, my post uh, 336 in Glenwood Landing was the official first American Legion to do an official flag raising. And we simultaneously honored a Marine Corps veteran who died by suicide on the island where we live. And so it was a very, to take it from what it is with this stigma and uncomfortability to put honor to their service and to remember them and to honor and respect their family, to give them closure as we mourn with them. It was just, I feel so much, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this change. And I really am looking forward to the sport because it's not with me anymore. It's with the families and it's with the supporters and it's with veterans and military. And we are going to make the change. And I feel good about that because for hundreds of years, there's been the stigma. And now we're going to be the ones to make a difference. And it starts with getting this federally recognized and it starts by talking to your neighbors. And I really feel like we're going to make a difference. All right. Any last words, uh, Ashley? I just want to say thank you to Kevin and your team, and I'm looking forward to getting this flag in my post. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that too. Right. So I'm probably looking at two resolutions. One is local so that for the post, so that we as a local post will recognize it. And then one to send all the way to national uh, to for lobbying purposes to have it uh, put on the legislative agenda to have it lobbied for in Congress. That would be great. So I don't know which one the, the one you already written is for, but. Uh, I wrote the language for the bills for Congress. I wrote language for state levels so I can share it with anyone. And I wrote language for American Legion and other uh, veteran service organizations. All right. Will you make sure Super Producer Holly has uh, those links? Yes. So people can find that stuff. All right. Well, as Ashley already said, we want to thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. It's uh, representing those who cannot represent themselves, uh, but deserve to be recognized. So that is that is a Herculean task. And it's also uh, it's it's full of virtue. So we appreciate you. We appreciate your work uh, and even your design skills, because that's a Handsome looking flag, sir. Thank you. I, uh, the inspiration was, you know, it was there. And, and I, can I just say one more thing before we end? You can say two if you want to. Okay. Any veteran or military out there or families of that's listening to this now and can hear me now and, and you're struggling in crisis, please keep going. Yeah. I've struggled myself. My family has struggled, my brothers and sisters, and, and it's so worth it to be here another day. We need you. You are better than your peers in so many ways, as far as I'm concerned. When you go into the workplace, you motivate those around you. When you, when you work hard on your family, you excel in every way. And, and being a part of the Legion and the things that we do in our communities, we need you. Please stay with us. Please be here tomorrow. And, uh, and thank you for your service. All right. And thank you. And we will be right back after this break. Selfless service. The American Legion celebrates all who contribute to something larger than themselves. And inspires others to serve and strengthen America. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. It's a good important conversation and now we're going to one of my favorite parts of the day. Mm -hmm. 
it is time for <laughs> pew 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 <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> All right, today's rapid fire. We right. we have two because because that's all we need today because these are good. All right, rapid fire number one. Nine eleven's coming up. Join the nine eleven National Day of Service. This comes to us from nine one one day dot org. Our ongoing mission is to transform the annual remembrance of nine eleven into a worldwide day of unity and doing good, and to encourage millions of people to remember and pay tribute each nine eleven through the spirit of unity and good deeds that helps others and rekindle the extraordinary spirit of togetherness and compassion that arose in the immediate aftermath of the 9-11 tragedy. In this way, we remember 9-11 in a positive, helpful way and keep our promise to never forget. I know there are people I know that have quoted it said, 9-11 was one of the worst days for our country. 912 uh we we showed our greatness as a nation mm -hmm. and the way that we put our differences aside and helped to rebuild this thing and i i know we we work with la works uh at my post on 9-11 to pack meals and uh those opportunities are available at this website so i i too would like to see 9-11 become uh, an event where we honor the the first responders, military, and victims of 9-11 in a way of infusing the world with goodness instead of just instead of just getting angry again or mourning again. Those things are important, but I also want to infuse the goodness. Yeah, I, I think that's very well put. I mean... For, for those who didn't tune into our, our 2020-20 series, you know, we got to interview some amazing people and they were just a snippet of the the goodness that, that you described, that people stepped up and stepped out and made things happen. And you're right, like continuing to honor those and fulfill that promise of, of never forgetting is important. And as a country, as a nation, we can use this day to unify. So I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think that if you're interested in, you know, participating in any of these things, go to 911day.org and, and, and check out different ways that you can remember and pay tribute to those, um, and like Jeff said, in the spirit of unity and good deeds and just help others and togetherness. Yeah. And start thinking about it now because September 11th will yeah. sneak up on you real, real soon. Um, but now we're going to leave that. We're going to go to rapid fire. Pew, pew, number two. All right, this one, SCOTUS gives veterans a big win. Says states can be sued for discriminating against vets. The U.S. Supreme Court has delivered veterans a major victory in a 5-4 ruling. The ruling will give better work protections to thousands of state-employed veterans going back to work after their service in the National Guard or Reserves. The case was centered around a veteran and former Texas state trooper, Leroy Torres. Torres claimed that he was forced out of his job when he returned from army service in Iraq. Torres says he was exposed to open burn pits on his base in Iraq and subsequently suffered lung damage. He spent one year in Iraq and was discharged as a captain after almost 19 years in the U.S. Army Reserve. When he returned to Texas, he was unable to resume his job as a state trooper because of damage to his lungs. 
He sought another comparable job to accommodate his service-related disability, but was denied. That's when he filed a lawsuit, which he initially lost in state courts. Torres then filed an appeal with the Supreme Court, which just ruled in his favor. I know you, you probably have some feelings on this. Wow. I mean, yeah, as a, as a National Guard and, and service member and somebody who's very familiar with the continuous fight for between, you know, Burmese and just general toxic exposure, I, I think this is great. I think during my time in the National Guard and um, having worked with plenty of reservists and different folks from different branches who were in those components who, you know, had to either step away, whether it was, you know, uh, state or federal orders that, that came back and you know, face discrimination by their employer or didn't have the same opportunities for career advancement or uh, just in, in Torres's case, being able to have a, you know, comparable job to accommodate. Like, you know, at one point, yeah, you accept, yeah, I, I cannot do the same physically demanding job, but to then have a place of employment say, well, hey, we, we can't help you to me is just What's your HR doing? Like, what are they not? Like, what are they not doing properly that they would allow something like this to happen? But luckily, in this circumstance, you know, Taurus was able to prevail and find that 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 justice, and you know, having them follow that lawsuit, and I'm sure it was devastating to like lose in state courts, but then to finally, you know, have it be, you know, filing that appeal, and then the Supreme Court basically ruling in his favor. I think that speaks volumes to the continuation that. I'm sorry, it speaks volumes to the fact that this is still an issue and that many are knowledgeable about, like you, Sarah, and other laws and things that help uh, service members maintain and go back to their jobs. So knowing what's available to you is important, but also now having a ruling like this will help continue to inform, and if you don't know, <laughs> informing right the proper employers of your your legal rights as a veteran so it's a win i'm glad that went to the supreme court because i would say you're in a state court suing the state i i i, I think there's a conflict there um but, and also it's mm -hmm. not just a company where it's one person if they would get they would have to comply with the law and it's much a difficult mm -hmm. much more difficult for a company to take somebody back who's got this disability and find them a comparable comparable job. This is the entire state government of Texas. This is a very large state. If he if he couldn't do if he couldn't do the the trooper job, I'm sure there's mm -hmm. something in DNR or, or it's it's enforcement but it's it's right. you're not you're not chasing bad there guys. There are a down. lot of options. Yeah, there are a, big, a lot of options. It's a so, big state. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. oh. We got through that. We did. we did rapid fire. We had we had a whole show. We did we had a guest, an amazing guest. Mm -hmm. We we did this thing here at Post One Eighty. I'm so happy I got to show off my post. We you've been to my post and I've been to your post. It's so special. It is very special. It's so special. So we're done with that <laughs> though. I'm gonna be heading back to Hollywood for my next show and you'll be heading we'll be back I'll be in front of my Whoopi just like you're used to. And she's gonna be down in her little office-y thing that you're used to, and mm. things will get back to normal, we promise you. But we're also gonna be, we're also gonna be shooting from the convention, so get ready for that. That's gonna be mm -hmm. super exciting. I don't wanna oversell it or anything, but those are shows <laughs> you don't wanna miss. 
Like you yeah. do not want to miss those. Yes. Make sure that you tune in. So you have to come find us at our booth and ooh. say hello and take some awesome, uh, not selfies, but groupies. Like uh, you can all some, take uh, photos some together. Ussies. Some ussies. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Words. And, and I think... Holly, let me know a secret. There's going to be some technology to this so picture taking. So if you're going to be at the convention, you're going to have to come by the booth and figure out what that is. Ashley, can you please? I'm so excited for this tiki bar. Can you? I move we adjourn. Can we? We we shall adjourn, yeah. but only after this special message because you know what's up. So don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts. And also be sure to leave us a review. A big old fat five stars would just do well. And write, please, thank you, all of the above, all the things. And, uh, you know, we just got to make sure the world knows how much you love us. I feel Especially like, Jeff, he needs it. I know, after she just called me fat. She's <gasps> a big, fat, five-star <gasps> thing. Because I know I'm five-star. So she called me fat. All right. I want to thank the Alphas for tuning in as usual. I want to see many of you at the convention. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to see you sign up for the career Uh, opportunities at convention if those will be beneficial to you we hope this information is helpful we hope that we deliver it in a useful and fun way and with those hopes oh wait be sure to download the app there you go people if you really want to know what's going on keep all the details the app she means she means the uh, the convention app the American Legion the American Legion National Convention. Convention app. So with that, I'm going to declare season three, episode 119, mission complete.